Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, Andy G. Welcoming you back to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week, Studio 666, from 2022 and directed by B.J. McDonald. But before all that, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gogeek Keith. It's an L-note, baby! Fucking L-note! It's the l <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Back. Thank you. And of course, as you know, we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon. He's the little bear cub to my daddy bear, the mad monkey. <laughs> Get funky with it, monkey. <laughs> oh, you fucking Get out of the crate, monkey. Get out of the Oh, yes, because it's time for your favorite podcast in all of the motherfucking land with these fucking assholes. <laughs> that is talking terror, baby. Your go-to podcast for horror news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews, where we, your four horsemen of the apocalypse, come in here live every Wednesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. You can also catch any of our hundreds, you got that right, right, fans, hundreds of episodes down in the Talking Terror vaults, now available on Blog Talk, Spotify, and iTunes. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's our camp. Not, not you, Fright fans. These motherfuckers. Oh, he's coming in the middle. We love you, Fright fans. <laughs> oh my God, look at him go. This, this, go this is go. why we don't take the ball. This is why we don't take the ball gag out of your mouth, monkey. <laughs> We're only doing it for your benefit. We let you out of the crate. We got to keep the ball gag on. That's the rule. <laughs> you can feel free to walk around, but no, got to keep that gag on. Got to keep it sexy. Got to keep that air of mystery about you. Oh, my. So, ooh. We don't even know what he sounds like. He just humps everybody's <laughs> leg, and he's just giving everybody. <laughs> grunts. Give him a, a lot of grunting. <laughs> yeah. Eat a banana through a ball gag. <laughs> Shut up, monkey. Well, I didn't say where it's going to go. I just said break out the banana. Say he's going to be on a fucking <laughs> boofing diet. He's going to need, like, the reverse digestive system. Oh. oh, no. No, no. That, that poor banana, where it goes, nobody knows. We just give it to him and he just takes it. Here we go with that fucking human, human centipede shit again. I'm not being the middle again. He can make a banana disappear without even eating it. What can him go? But you do it so well, Monkey. You do it so well. <laughs> we see that little gleam in your eye. <laughs> you don't hate it totally. We said a little sparkle, that little wink that you give. I ain't lying. But <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team, and I'll be the end. Okay, the, the king can be the head. This time. Whoa! 
No, I said I don't want to be the middle again. You are the middle. Well, unfortunately, you draw straws. No, no, cause, no, because this is fucking bullshit because we know how big the king is. We know how big you are, you know, physically, ghoul. So that means my little arms and legs just be dangling there in the middle. Not even being able to touch the fucking ground. You're <laughs> you in the middle. Live with it. Well, you don't have to work that hard. That's right. You know, the, yeah, the dealer is with us. The <laughs> I had the yeah. legs just hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> like Kyle and the human sense iPad. We're just dangling in the middle between two people. <laughs> and, of course, we all know the yeah. Dean who is here with us. He'll be the front. He can be the front. So he's just, you know. Yes. Give us the marching order. You're in the middle. Just live it. Love it. Learn it. Know it. You're in the middle. That's just the way it is. There's no argument to be made. The decision has been passed down by the king. Yep. This marching order. The king's rule is what stands. This is a bunch of bullshit. King is <laughs> you can't appeal I mean, I've seen court. historically there are ramifications when you go against the king. There's a lot of bodies, <laughs> From here to Palmazoo. <laughs> but yes, welcome, Dean, joining us tonight to talk about Studio 666 a little later on in the show. But before we give it over to the Dean for some horror news, Ghoul and Monkey, do you have anything you want to talk about before we kick this off? I want to ask you guys a question, all right? Because Shoot. Diva, she watches a lot of those fucking uh, ghost hunting shows and all that kind of shit. And King, mm-hmm. I know you've seen your share of those ghost hunting, ghost hunting shows and all that kind of shit. And I mm-hmm. just want to ask, okay, you always have the person who's haunted and then the reenactment, all right? And the reenactment yeah. is always done by someone better looking. And whoever is haunted is always this fugly, fugly motherfucker. Have you guys ever seen a good-looking person on any of these haunting shows, or is it a thing about <laughs> ghosts just want to haunt ugly people? Well, yeah, we Judy is it. in the eye of the older. Um, <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> All right. Well, so, you know. So, uh, so for I'm starters, sure. you know, what is ugly to you might be beauty, beautiful to, to another. Yeah. That could be why they're being haunted, because right. they're just too sexy. But no, uh, <laughs> no, 10 times out of 10, it's some fucking 90-year-old person going, oh, there's a ghost in my house, and I don't really like it. Oh, there goes my tooth. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> there. There goes my tooth? <laughs> you got to buy my tooth. tooth. That's the only one I got. <laughs> yeah. That's the last one the government gave me, my last tooth. Damn it. Now i got to go back and oh, get another tooth? one. tooth? I thought you were looking for your yeah. soup. No, no, no soup, no. It's usually either that or it's just like an overweight woman going, I swear to God, I was in the garden the other day and a man just walked past me. I felt the cold chill over my shoulder and I said, Cletus, did you feel that? And he's like, damn it, woman, I'm at work. I didn't feel nothing. I'm a trucker and I'm not home for weeks at a time, so you're going to have to deal with that ghost. It's usually how I love that the I love that the king's fat, ugly, ghost-haunted woman from the south sounds like a fey southern man from Georgia. <laughs> well, I can't do a womanly voice. My voice is way too deep to even try to go for a higher register. If I did, I'd think my oh. balls would fucking explode. Oh, so that's why I tried not to do it. You're doing great. L sharp, L sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta hit the L. No. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm honestly literally afraid that my fucking balls will fucking explode if I try to do a high register. So my voices for females are always the same as my voice. 
Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Andy. That's all I can do. That's all I can. Do. That's all I can do. I'm Lorandy. Um, <laughs> Lorandy. Hey, you guys want to try it for a party? No, thank you, Lorandy. You sure? I got some beers in my trailer. It's haunted. Your trailer's haunted? Yeah, I called one of those ghost hunting shows. They might hit me up. I don't know. Maybe I'll call that show that makes cops. Good Saturday almost, and I know a guy that makes meth in the other trailer. I could be on cops, y'all. Like, I don't know him. Cops? Cops. cops. Oh, cops. Filmed on location. Yeah. All suspects will be thrown oh. to the ground. My ears are real bad today, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> or I just can't enunciate right. Because when I try to do a woman's voice, I just I can't do it. But, so, uh, yeah, monkey, weird question. But, yeah, I, I have seen a lot of uh, ghost hunting shows, and it's always just some very old person or some middle-aged person down in the south, you know, where they live in an abandoned plantation that's haunted, and they, they set up cameras. I think Ghost Adventures yeah. were one of those shows. Paranormal State did like a investigation, uh, like a sex shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I swear to God, I was sitting on my porch and I was having a lemonade and I was talking to my neighbor Tina. And then all of a sudden, I saw the ghost behind me and I'm like, "Oh, that ghost again!" And then that's when I decided to call y'all, see what you could do for me. Set up some of your cameras or your fancy PKE meters. I don't know. You sound like Cleveland off a of Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. That's what my allergies do to me. I start to sound like fucking Cleveland from Family Guy. That's good. So I could do that impression when I'm not feeling well. Mm, Peter. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> okay, so now that so, we've covered that, you know, and answered my question about ghost hunting shows and knowing that I'm not the only one that's thinking this. All right, now, Dean, <laughs> what would you like to cover this week for horror news, my man? Mm, Dean, what well, would you like well, to talk about? It's, it's, well, I mean, I'm sure this will be part of the Dean's news article. So, you know what, I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit before I actually bring in what I want to oh, say. So. And, just and case, how, how, are you sure? Sure? how are you sure? Because Ooh. I'm fairly certain I know. Because I know there's so news much news. That's why. <laughs> All right. Hey, the Dean's a man of mystery. And I, and I know you don't, don't know. miss important things. That's why, Dean, because I know you are one of the best horror movie reporters in the industry. So, Oh, easily. Top ten. Top tier. Give him a webby. Oh, you, know that, you made a top ten. Top ten. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love him that much. Because you know he's got lists for everything. (laughs) I do. Yeah, Dean's in the top ten. (laughs) Gotta love him. You've made Dean's list. Oh. Oh. Look at at this guy with the jokes. Oh. Ka-chow. Uh-oh. Comedian. damn. Ka-chow. Did the king just use a fucking (laughs) Disney reference right there? What the hell is going on tonight? Is that from Disney? I don't I don't know what that's from. I, I just heard somebody say it one time. I was like, it's hilarious. That, that's from Cars, yeah, it's, man. it's from Cars. <laughs> oh, I heard somebody say it in public one time, and I was like, that's hilarious. I'm going to use that. Ka-chow. I didn't know that was from Disney. Oh, I can't use it anymore. Damn it. It's ruined. You killed it for me. <laughs> until, we, until we picked that movie on the show, we just got until to find a time. really, really far stretch for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, answer for right, Dean, so we, can yeah. tie, we can tie it into fucking Christine. Like Maximum Overdrive, except oh. Disney. Exactly. <laughs> Why is it? 
They have there we go. All right, those so. cars that have come to life. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that can make it fun. That can make it fun. But all right, Dean. So the floor is yours. What are we talking about first before the the goal has his talk about? First, I would like to just point out the passing of George Wilbur, who played Michael Myers in Halloween 4 and Halloween 6, um, passed away the other day. Uh, So I just wanted to, um, you know, say that out loud and, you know, give give tribute to to one of the many who have donned the white mask that has brought us so much joy and frustration and all of that over the years. The only one to do it twice in part four and part six. So yeah, the only guy to don the mask twice. Uh, so yeah, I met him a couple of years ago. Great guy. Of course, in part six, he played half the part. Then a Michael Lerner took over for some reshoots. So you notice the size difference between both of them. If you watch it closely, You'll see a very hefty-looking Michael Myers, and then all of a sudden you'll see a very skinny one in the uh, the hospital. Yeah, scene. well, <laughs> we don't really watch much Halloween Six around here, so I don't know if I'll be sure noticing do. that next time in the near future. I love it. <laughs> Halloween Six forever. It's the king's favorite. Kurt. It'll make you watch a right. unedited producer's cut that has like every single you know detail that right. was edited out, put back in. <laughs> oh, producer's cut rules, baby. Box. I have never. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I, I have not seen the producers cut. I will. I, I can't. I can't not say that as part of this. Well, you would hate it even more. I'll be good to say you don't watch it. I'll, I, I it just sucks even to, harder. You know, on the king. No, on the king's. On the king's behalf, I will admit to. I believe the king. I believe the producers cut was superior to the original cut. Now, it doesn't make it a good movie. It's still a shitty movie, but it was a superior shitty film. Yes, yeah, I, I prefer it over the theatrical, but yes, of course, rest in peace, George P. Wilbur. Okay, so what's next, Dean? Uh, we are uh, tomorrow. We, we are, we are. Uh, sorry, on Friday, <laughs> we are the one month away from the release of Scream 6. And what I'm here to talk about is that coinciding with the announcement that there is going to be a Super Bowl ad for the new screen film, uh, the night before Mm. the actual release on March 9th, there is going to be a special 3D fan event screening, uh, one special screening in 3D in Dolby Cinema and 4DX and other premium large format theaters. Uh, ticket holders will see special curated content and receive a limited edition collector's print. Uh, tickets for that are on sale now. Uh, and again, that's on March 9th. Uh, the wide release is March 10th. And uh, the, the directors have, uh, they have promised uh, a ghost face like no other. They said that this ghost, this ghost face is going to be bolder, bolder and more brazen uh, than the ghost face predecessors. It's also going to be the longest film in the Scream franchise, coming in over two hours long. So, oh, two hours six minutes. It's too much. Holy I get. shit! Yeah, they because I think Scream Five was an hour and fifty four, so it's kind of pushing the two hour minute. But uh, yeah, two hours and six minutes. Oof. Well. Let's see what they do. They need to, <laughs> need to I, well, stick no, to a nice I, I guess that hour and 30 minutes. With, with, 
the well, that's the thing. I would agree with you, Monkey. Except here's we've we've Scream's seen in the discussions of the most recent screams, though specifically the last one, yep. bringing up the idea mm-hmm. of elevated horror. And as we've noticed, yeah. with elevated horror, because it's so intelligent and needs so much time to explain everything, you typically uh, have these longer run times of two-plus <laughs> hours. So I'm going to guess Scream 6 is, is going to fall into that elevated category. So smart. But, but at the same time, it's like, you know, remember where you came from, man. You're just supposed to be a good, fun horror movie. Go, you know, go in, have your popcorn, and chill and then just enjoy the action. It shouldn't be, you know, <clears throat> some big old, you know, deep dive. But not even that. My, you go back. Yeah. No, go ahead, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go, go, go. I was going to say, you even look at Scream from 96, the OG, the very first one. That clocked in an hour and 51 minutes. So it's not like that movie started and it was like an hour and 20 minutes. You're like, wow, that was good. It was quick. It was nice. It was a slasher. Screen movies have always been kind of long. You know, it's just it okay, depends on the bad. quality of movie that you get. So, yeah, you know, like, like you don't think about that. Like, that's the fact that the first Scream was an hour and 51 minutes because that movie was so tight. Like it was it. so good. No, it feels like a short movie. So it just, it all depends on the content that they're delivering. You know, a movie that could be an hour and 50 minutes could feel like an hour if it's good. But I haven't even watched the full trailer for Scream 6 yet, so... I'm going in completely blind. Like, I don't want to see anything. I just watched that teaser on the subway, and that was it. I was like, don't. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I I have seen the trailer. Um, Okay. Yeah, I went and uh, I saw the Knock at the Cabin movie this weekend. Uh, Trailer was part of that that, that film. Uh, We'll get there. Um, Yeah. The, uh, as far as... So my my thing that I wanted to comment was 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 on Monkey's thing actually that uh you know that to remember where you came from that that this wasn't a deep dive actually I would argue Scream is you know originated as a deep dive it was a dissection yeah. of what horror movies were at that time it dissected slasher films mm-hmm. and I agree took them to you know to to a breakdown type of level to then bring it as a horror movie. Now, I think they kind of lost their way with Scream 2 and 3 by kind of just continuing that pattern as opposed to maybe exploring other realms of the horror genre that they could have played around with a little bit. And I think maybe we are going to start seeing that again where they can, you know, hey, listen, we, we are a movie based on other horror films. You know, we're not doing it in a parody, you know, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, obnoxiously. We're not a scary movie are a film that's going to play on all of those things. So so pushing the elevated envelope would actually fit very well into what Scream should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, a great breakdown. You know, what's, like I said, it's just, and as far as runtimes, again, if you have a good movie, you're not going to feel that runtime. It all depends on what they deliver. You know, I've seen some movies that felt like it took forever to get through. And then I've seen some movies where I'm like, that's it? And it was like a two-hour movie. So... It's just a defense on, on what they can deliver as far as the story and characters. Like, I felt like Scream 5 ran a little bit too long. But, again, you know, it's because I didn't really care about any of the characters. So that, that could be a problem, you know, when you have to have characters that you're supposed to care about, and they're all just very one-dimensional and just not very interesting. So we'll see what they do with Scream 6. Maybe they, they deepen the characters that were seen in 5. 
you know, I'm still looking forward to either way. You know, I mean, that's cool that they're doing like a 3D thing and uh, a HDX type stuff. So I won't be there for that. I'll just see it in uh, traditional 2D. Um, but yeah, cool. Knock at the cabin. Worth it because I want to go see it this weekend. So you got you got to be the guy. Tell me whether or not I should check it out. I see. I, I'm going to avoid the 3D for 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 Scream Six as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it's it just doesn't feel for me like the kind of film that 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 lends towards it. Um, I agree. So, so I don't. But who knows? I mean, you know, it'll come down to showtimes for me too. If the the time of the movie works out better and it turns out to be a 3D movie, that that's what I'm going to see because, you know, thankfully again with the A list, I really don't have to worry about any kind of price hikes or anything like that, which I'm sure well, is the news article that that the dean has. Let's <laughs> yeah. say, dean. Yes. What do you have anything to say about that? The AMC. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Uh, the AMC uh, article that came out that I shared on the group page uh, about the well, ticket yeah, pricing. I mean, I've Did you have that headlines about this? And I think it's I think it's absolutely stupid. Um, I don't agree with it. The movies, uh, unlike other uh, instances of needing tickets, has always been a place where uh, you know you buy a ticket in this modern age. Of course, you pick your seat now. In most cases, when you buy your ticket, and you can choose from what's available, and it doesn't matter if you don't have much money and it doesn't matter if you're super rich, you have the same chance of getting a good seat as anybody else. As long as you're buying your ticket at the right time, uh, to this, this, uh, this, there was a statement from Elijah Wood, uh, who pretty much said that exact same thing. He said, you're putting the opportunity for, uh, people with, with means to, to buy good seats and giving the, the shittier seats and, or the shittier sight lines to people that, uh, you know, don't necessarily, uh, you know, where like, going to the movies might be like a big night out and financially. And it's, it's just, it's fucking stupid. And um, I don't agree with it. And uh, I know I had this later on my list, uh, but that um, they're actually starting this uh, right away. I think this Friday Ooh. in three different cities in New York, Chicago, and Kansas city, uh, there's going to be three different price tiers um, with like a bargain tier for like the first couple of rows and then like mid theater, the premium tier, and then some seats off to the back into the sides, uh, you know, being like the mid-level tier. So uh, I, I just, I think this is stupid. And, and Ghoul, you're the A-lister here. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, for, for starters, you gotta you gotta love how Dean doesn't necessarily listen to the conversations because he broke in with our opinion without ever actually explaining what we were talking about. Um, so, so yes, so yes, as you said, AMC is is introducing a uh, a price tier program for their for their seating, um, which is is according to them they're they're going by the the ever-so-wonderful practices of, of none other than Ticketmaster, who we know from, from yeah. news lately is so <laughs> popular. People fucking love that idea. They love the way Ticketmaster makes puts, puts their tickets out there. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, yes, as a, as a company right now that's struggling because, you know, we can't get people into our theaters on a regular basis, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's charge them more for fucking seats that are good. I mean, A, here's the thing that I'm going to say about movie theaters. 
let's eliminate the front fucking row, okay? Let's eliminate oh, yeah, that row God. that sits yeah. there right under the fucking screen because there's zero reason for that fucking row to be there. Nobody wants to sit <laughs> yeah. in those seats. So, so don't tell me, oh, hey, well, if the theater's packed, you know, people can be happy because they can still see the movie. No, because when you sit there, you can't see shit anywhere. There needs to be nope. like a regulated it- amount of space between the fucking screen and the first row of seats. And if it's a well, 3D yeah. film, the first row is fucking total shit. Fucking the first <laughs> two rows are total shit if it's a 3D film. It's third row and back after that, man. And for me, I ha- I go third row. Like, even though I have my glasses now, um, the 3D glasses don't mm-hmm. sit well in front of my face, in front of my eyeglasses. So I have to sit, like, third row for 3D. Thankfully, with my glasses now, I can sit, like, fourth or fifth row for regular movies. Uh, so, so again, as of right now, you know, what I think the idea is, is they're hoping more people will just join up with the A-list because it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, why yeah. am I going to spend, you know, X amount of money? Now, yeah, people can say, hey, you know, well, we don't go to the movies enough. It just, you know, makes sense for us just to fucking pay blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. Again, I look at it this way. If I'm going to pay $20 to see even one movie a month, I might as well just go with the A-list. Chances are, for me, I'll see at least two. You'd be surprised. You go to movies a hell of a lot more when you're not worrying about paying for them, you know? And that's, that's the nice oh, thing yeah. about the A-list. As of right now, A-list is not going to be affected by this, this price plan change. But I don't think that's going to last for very long. I have a feeling the next thing that will be inst- instituted will be a price tier program for the A-list. It just, it's similar to the, uh, the movie pass thing that they just, like, re – they brought movie pass back. And the idea mm-hmm, you know, okay. movie pass is, oh, you know, according to them, they're like, oh, you can see as many movies as you want per month. Yeah, sure, if you pay fucking $60 a month, the, the, the idea is you're paying into a <laughs> thing where – you get X amount of credits, and you use those credits towards whatever movies you're going to go see over the course of time. Now, they have, like, three different price tiers for MoviePass. And if you pay right now toward the same 24 that I pay for A-List for MoviePass, you might get to see, I think, two movies a month. You know, that, that ain't shit. Um, nope. So, 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 again, as of right now, I think that they're not going to change anything with A-List, but I could see it down the road where they make it a tiered program where it's like, look, if you want seats from – I don't know, row four through six, you know, you're going to pay $28 a month. You know, if you want seats in the back area, you know, you're going to pay $17 a month and so forth and so forth. But I hope not because that then, you know, if it goes up too high or if it gets too crazy, that may be where I do say, hey, you know what, fucking it's time just to stay straight up digital with my shit and maybe I start pirating like the monkey. You know, ahoy, I'll get a peg <laughs> I I, I... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> not this monkey. You know, not hey. you. No, 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 no. Not, not, not our monkey. monkey. Not our monkey. No, not our legitimate monkey. business, no. man. Or, you know, you, you <laughs> do like me and uh, you go to Regal. They're like, fuck you. We don't care. Say whatever the fuck you want. Enjoy. Like, man, I love Regal. <laughs> What's well, popcorn now, bitch? Yep, I do. That's the thing, too, though. I think, you know, unfortunately, what we have is a generation 
that doesn't remember what it was like to have to go to a movie theater when it would be a packed right. fucking release and have first come first serve, motherfuckers. If you want to sit oh. on that seat, your ass better be yep. there fucking an hour to two mm-hmm. hours fucking ahead of time. Because when a popular a movie drops, you would have a fucking line, man. So, you know what? If you got yep. stuck in the back corner, it was your own fault because you were too busy getting sucked off by Sally in the car. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, the blowjob's a blowjob. I'd rather have a bad look like. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you there, but you know yeah. what? Some people like their movies. Like me. I will skip the blowjob. <laughs> Thank you. I have to go see <laughs> this movie now. I'm going in. Uh, no, I, but yeah. yeah. That's you lied. Like you you if grandma Sally. pulled up and said she wanted to sit there and do the business with you, you would totally be like, nah, what movie? I have no idea what you're talking about, Grandma. Oh, let's, hell let's, no. Let's, if go I'm going to the theater, I'm there for a fucking reason. I will gladly turn one down if I'm there for a reason. Like, I'm not just going to the movies and like, oh, what do we have today? Like, back in the day, where you could just be like, oh, opening the newspaper. Look, I can go at this time and go see this movie. Um, then I had flashbacks when the ghoul was talking about that front row because I remember as a kid, I went to go see uh, the Ninja Turtles movie, the, the second one, Secret of the Ooze. My dad and I sat in that very fucking front row. Fucking, our necks fucking killed us for the entire fucking movie, but it was a packed theater. Like, it was a huge movie. So I was like, yeah, I fucking hated it. Worst experience I ever had. And then I had it again with Ghostbusters 2, and I was like, yep, yeah, nope. This sucks. Like, get rid of these fucking rows. Nobody's sitting in them. But now you don't have to. It's all, you know, you pick your seats and have a good time. But, you know, it's just going to lead a lot more people to go to AMC wearing tuxedos and top hats and monocles. And excuse me, good sir. I have the platinum (laughs) seating. Thank you. I will take my seat not among the peasants down below. I'll take my seat right here. Is it penny seats? (laughs) And I I will believe you're in my seat, sir. Please remove yourself from these seats, common peasants, and go down to the poor seats. And then you just flip pennies at them the entire time. <laughs> I brought a bag of pennies, and I finally seen cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, dude, moving on. What else are we talking about tonight? All right. <clears throat> Not really our genre per se, but since it gets talked about often when it's time, I just want to bring up that uh, the season premiere of the third season of The Mandalorian is going to be March 1st, but it's been announced that the first episode, in addition to Disney Plus on uh, February 24th, there is also going to be a network television debut of this first episode that is going to be simulcast on ABC FX and Freeform for all to watch the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3 um, as opposed to having a subscription Disney to Plus. Disney Plus. So they are uh, trying to cool. you know, get it out there, give people an opportunity to see it, which I guess their hope is that maybe it will drive people to subscribe in order to continue to see it. But anyway, I just thought that was like a, like a cool thing that they're going to show. Anybody that uh, doesn't have television. Disney Plus at this point? I don't know, man. I, don't. Like, I would imagine like most people <laughs> like me, like it's uh, it's included even in my you have it. So, I what's that? I, was saying, I have like, it. Even you have it, Dean. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. Like, I don't have even it. Even people that okay, but you don't count, King. You don't like children's things and happiness. I don't. <laughs> I just like darkness. It's my only friend. 
Yeah, and old people. <laughs> yeah, because they've been through some shit. I can relate. I mean, I, I don't remember certain things, but hey, listen, I'm right there with them. The world sucks. People suck. So I don't have Disney Plus. Because <laughs> I can't watch the 35 Lion King movies that they've probably made by now. But you can Only watch three. Mighty Ducks Game Chaser Season 1 and yeah. 2. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. So, so, again, completely off topic, obviously. Um, did you finish Season 2, Dean? How was it? I I, uh, never even I, made, I don't even I think have, I made it through the first episode of Season 2. I have I maybe three to go. Um, I actually just went back to it maybe two or three nights ago. Um, so I think I have okay. three episodes to go. I mean, it's uh, like all things being fair and equal – uh, I, you know, the first season was immediately more grabbing to me than this particular season, but based on where things stand, where, where I am right now, uh, like the final three episodes can potentially determine my overall feelings of the season. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Fair That's the movie on team. What are we talking about? There is going to be a Lord of the Rings Lego set Rivendell uh, that is going to be 6,167 pieces. One of the biggest le- Lego sets ever. Um, it's being released on March 8th, and if you would like to create a Lego set Rivendell with 6,000 plus pieces, you can have the opportunity to do so if you want to fork over the $499.99 asking price. Oh, sure. <laughs> Is that all? Oh. I mean, look, if, if, I had the, if I had the space, maybe not that particular one, but there are some of those larger sets that I, I, I would, like, invest into because, A, I do like building those things. And I love anything deep. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, you, know, look, you got Rivendell, you know, Home of the Elves. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it would be a, a, a fun little set to, to, to build and everything. But yeah, I, I lack fucking square footage for that shit. 6,000 pieces. Though. That's not a little. Jesus Christ. Uh, 6,167 on pieces. Oh my God. Oh. That's so many pieces. I would lose half of that. Like just immediately opening the box, I'd lose like a thousand pieces immediately. They'd be under the couch. <laughs> they, they, you know, I'd find something in my bathroom for some reason. Like, yeah, no. I'm not good with that many pieces. You, you, you play <laughs> with Legos in your bathroom? Track. Yeah, they'd be in the vest I used to love Legos. But, no, I mean, I would love to get the, uh, the Ecto-1 that uh, they re-released for uh, Lego. But even that's like a hundred and some odd dollars. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, there's so many other things I could buy with a hundred dollars. Not necessarily the Lego yeah. set, but they, they've gotten crazy with it. $500. That's, no, that's the other not, thing. Besides space, I, I would need the excess funds to be like, yeah, I'm going to spend 500 bucks on this thing and not feel fucking like shitty about it. <laughs> that, 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 that just doesn't that happen. Just feel good about that. that yeah, said, no. I would it's, never spend 500 bucks on that. <laughs> no. Even with the massive amount of parts and all that kind of stuff, it's not actually that big of a set, though. That's the problem. It's like 6,000 parts, but it's 6,000... Really, really small parts provide a lot of detail, but we're only talking about a set that's like, you know, maybe two and a half feet long by maybe two feet tall. It's not that big. I, 
you know, compared to that beautiful Star Destroyer they put out that's like three fucking feet long and like two feet wide and, <laughs> and a half tall. That's fucking impressive. All right, sorry. It's not the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. That, that, that's what we're trying to say here. It's not a five-foot fucking oh, long man. piece of a fucking toy. It, it's, it's not the flag. It's not the flag. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wanted that so bad as a kid. I knew a kid that, that, that had one. I was so fucking jealous of him. Uh, I knew and a kid that is, they should have one. more than two figures. <laughs> I knew a Did kid you say that you had one? one? Oh. No, 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 wow, no. Really? I knew a kid that... I knew a kid that had one, and uh, we, we so in my garage, <laughs> in my garage at my parents' house, uh, when I was a kid, uh, there was a heavy bag, like, hanging from the ceiling in the garage, a punching bag, like a boxing heavy bag, and uh, mm-hmm. that my dad had put in at some point, and, um, you know, at some point, it got taken down and was just laying on its side against the wall, like, never to be used again, and... Uh, because it had been laying on its side on the floor, on the ground, I don't know, for maybe 10 years, maybe 12 years, <laughs> something like that, uh, there was a kid, the, the kid that had the the aircraft carrier was like, I'll fucking trade you the aircraft carrier for the fucking heavy bag. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go ahead and clear this. I just made the fucking deal. <laughs> and then I have this gigantic fucking aircraft carrier in, in, in the room in the house that was referred to as, as the playroom. And my parents were like, what the fuck is that? Where did that come from? And I said, oh, <laughs> I, I traded it. I traded it with a friend. And my dad was like, what did you trade for it? And I said, the heavy bag. And he was like, get that fucking kid on the phone and trade that shit back right now. Um, so <laughs> I was forced okay, oh, I was forced Papa, to trade it back. Papa, why? Wait, I, <laughs> so here's, here's the kicker. So I was forced to trade it back and traded it back. Sucked. Mm-hmm. The heavy bag went went back on the ground where it laid oh, for the previous decade, and then I don't know. Two years later, when the garage was redone, it got thrown in the fucking dumpster with like everything else that was in the fucking garage. <laughs> oh. as, as opposed to so the like, USS Flag, which would be worth you know at least some decent change if in in good enough condition in today's day day and age i can't fathom even still like if that trade did go down that i would still have that fucking thing in any kind of condition by 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 this day you know by now you know what i mean like oh yeah you wouldn't have it anymore so listen though so so actually though dean for a short period of time you did indeed own the uss flag (laughs) for about maybe it was really truly like a day and a half maybe but I did own it for a very brief period of time. Oh, damn. You can't say that. Dildo, you can officially man. say that, dude. I knew one fucking You had it. Yeah. His name was Dave. And fucking Dave fucking, his, he had that shit in, like, the basement of his house, like, set up on a table. And, like, if you went into Dave Dave's house, you know, the first thing his fucking mom told you is you can't touch the aircraft carrier. So, like, you can yeah, only look at the fucking thing. Oh. You were not allowed to touch that fucking beast. You were not allowed to play with it. You could have no fun with it. This thing was in, like, pristine condition, fully set up. You could play with any other fucking yeah. thing in that kid's house except for that one. <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah. kid's name was Alex. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the deal. I had it, uh, it was in my wow. hands. I had it in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I touched it. 
I touched it. I know what it felt like. It was in my hand. I can still remember it today. (laughs) Oh, wow. That that sucks. But all right. So what else are we talking about, Dean? What's next? Uh, One of my old favorites, like two different items with this, but Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, Right now, there is a three-hour retrospective covering all four films plus the two seasons of the cartoon from the Screaming Soup YouTube channel. Uh, It is up on YouTube right now, and you can watch it at no charge. And it includes interviews with the creators, writers, and directors, and stars, aside from George Clooney, who did not participate. But uh, if you are a fan of the Attack of the Killer franchise, uh, there is a three-hour, like, celebration uh, documentary about the entire series, uh, which is pretty fucking cool. And then the second of these items is that the original uh, 1978 film, all these years later, uh, is getting a novelization. Uh, this novelization really? is coming from author Jeff Strand. Uh, it's clocking in at 238 pages. Uh, it's going to be released on April 14th, and the pre-order is currently up for 16.99. Oh, I got to get that. Yeah. That's awesome. I love Taxi Killer Tomatoes. What a wild movie that was, and the sequel was good, but that yes. first one, such a classic. Uh, I actually started. I you were all about the cartoon in the nineties too. Oh, I had all the toys. Yeah, I had all of them. So yeah, I love that fucking cartoon series. And yeah, I'm about an hour into that documentary. It's it's worth checking out. It's free on YouTube. So, but it's heavy. Yes, free on YouTube. I'm glad you said it's worth checking out because uh, that is yeah. definitely something that I would check out for sure. And they also have In Search of Darkness Part Three available on Shutter right now, guys. Five hours. Yeah, I saw that note. 80s definitive documentary. Check it out. I finished it the other day. Yeah. Fucking classic. Well, it's all like the, the, yeah. It's all like the, uh, the, the ones that you don't think about in the 80s. Like, not the big heavy ones, but like the B-side horror movies. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm having That's the part three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they cover, like, Blood Rage and Terror Vision and the video Dead like a lot of the, like the unknown 80s movies. So if you're looking for those types, they definitely have it. Uh, I loved it because I was like, oh, I remember that movie. That was so fucking cool. Like I have to revisit that now. But so, yeah, it's five hours and change. So it's an investment, but it's well worth your time, guys. Uh, I'll eventually get to cool. it. Um, I, uh, I, besides, you know, obviously playing, playing games a little bit more lately, uh, trying to, to get use out of my systems. I, uh, I have made the, uh, the investment and purchase of the, uh, the, the new Hogwarts legacy game. So I am currently exploring Ooh, okay. all of my, my Harry, mm. my Harry Potter esque fantasies in a, uh, fully realized oh, fucking open world sexy. fucking wizarding world fucking adventure. And the game is actually fucking gorgeous and awesome. Oh, and I recommend I, awesome. I beat. Uh, I finally beat uh, South Park: Seek of Truth. Which <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> now, now, now I can get back to Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, no, I, I actually just started watching a playthrough of Hogwarts Legacy, and I was like, wow, it's a beautiful fucking game. Well, it yeah, really is. Something. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. You know that you're getting back into gaming and exploring different things. I know you said like last week about Dead Space. Did you ever finish Dead Space or are you still on that? Uh, 
I have not finished that. So, like, as of right now, I have, like, four games that I'm playing between. And I, uh, mm-hmm. like, I kind of alternate. And, like I said, oh, oh, Hogwarts just came out yesterday. So, I'll, I'll probably spend, like, the next two or three days, like, really diving into that. But then uh, I'll get back to my shifting. I, I need to jump from genre to genre. It keeps me from getting too stale. Well, no. As far as gaming is involved, uh, you should all know, and the audience as well, that the ghoul, uh, who prides himself on his gaming abilities and capabilities, uh, refuses to play me in NHL hockey because he knows oh. the fate that awaits him. Oh, that's <laughs> my ass. That, that's, no, that's not the reason why. The reason is because you live in California, bro, and you're like at 1130 at night, you're like, oh, hey, you want to play fucking NHL? And I'm like, dude, I'm old as shit and going to bed. Dude, I'm fucking older than you, bro. I understand that, but 11.30 here is 8.30 there. That's the point. Mm -hmm. These are are the excuses that a a paper champion makes. I have no champion, bro. NHL is all you, dude. NHL 100%. All right, then MLB the show. Let's go the show. Yeah, there we go. Another, again, I don't do simulation, man. Like, it drives me up the wall. I like games for fun, dude. If I want to watch a baseball game, I'll watch a baseball game. Uh, but you got to do it on the weekend. Here's what I'll tell you, because here's something that's coming plenty soon. Okay, you'll have, to, you'll have to get it when it comes out. There is a new Fight Night game coming out. You know, the old boxing Ooh. game. Straight up yes, boxing. Yes, let's do yes. it. Ooh. We will there do you that. go. That should be coming out soon There you enough. go. When, and we, really, we can when, when have that many I, a fucking I, late night. I, I don't know the I'm date serious. yet, but I, I know EA is, is currently just, developing it. So That's great news because, for real, I was just, uh, when you told me to check out like the, that, 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 uh, that area of uh, PlayStation Plus for those free games, um, mm-hmm. I, I downloaded one of them. I can't remember what it was called. Dead and Gone or something. It's like post-apocalyptic and two dudes on a motorcycle. Yeah, a good one. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Days so Gone. I, I started playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started playing that a little bit. But I was, out of, for real, I was like, hmm, I wonder what's out there. And like searched up, uh, just in the PlayStation Store, searched up boxing. And like, the, like there's, there's been nothing in quite some time. So, uh, I mean, there were some slim pickings and I looked at the reviews and everything was shitty. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's a fight night. Everything that'll be, that'll went MMA funny. for a while. That's why. EA was like big oh, yeah. the MMA games, and that kind of mm-hmm. really took precedence over that. Um, but, but yeah, it looks like we are finally getting a uh, a new updated boxing game. I couldn't be fucking happier because, yeah, I don't do the uh, the MMA games. It's just not for me. It's just like I don't like yeah, watching either. 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 Um, All right, then, then game on, baby. The sweet science. Fucking damn right. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Well, wait until right. a fight night comes out. We're going to have a real competition. Ding, ding. All right, but Dean, what are we talking about next? Yeah. Uh, A24 continues to, to churn out uh, movies at a prolific rate, and it's been announced, announced that they're going to be making uh, a feature-length horror film uh, based on uh, a YouTube series called Backrooms uh, oh, that nice. uh, yes. has been a series of, of viral videos by, by a so 17-year-old good. kid uh, named Kane yeah. Parsons. Uh, he's been making mm-hmm. these viral backroom videos on YouTube. They have over 100 million views. Uh, there are 16 of them uh, that clock in. Uh, each one is, on average, 15 minutes, some a little shorter, some yep. a, a, little, uh, a little more. Yeah, they're short. Uh, but production 
they are they're handing the reins to him. He is going to direct. This is going to be his feature length directorial debut. Uh, they say that if you were oh, to wow. take the existing, they said if you take the existing backroom videos and string them all together, uh, that will add up to a feature length. But this is going to be entirely new. Uh, and uh, the funny part of that story is is that it can't go into production uh, until the summer because uh, Kane Parsons is currently in school and, uh, you know, his year of high school uh, will not end until the, sp- the summer. And once his year of summer school, once his year of school is over, uh, this backrooms film uh, from A24 will go into production with Parsons directing. Yeah, they're a lot of fun, man. If you guys haven't checked out the backrooms on YouTube, they're very short. Like uh, Dean had said, 15, 20 minutes long. You start with that first one, and it's just, yeah, turn off the lights, put on the headphones. Like, yeah, this kid has a fucking talent. Like, they're just, he just created something really fucking cool. He does. I remember watching the first one when it came out. Um, They actually made a game out of it, you know, that you could find. But, yeah, the back room's a lot of fun. Mama, I got a joke to tell. Yeah, Yeah, they made a game out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, A24, big company to get behind it. So, uh, but yeah, you can watch them all for free on YouTube. And like the first episode alone, I was like, I love this. Like I want more. So the fact that they're making a feature out of it, good for him. Like that's awesome. Seventeen year old kid making it big. Make it happen. So awesome. very cool. But all right, Dave, what's next? What are we talking about? So everyone was so excited for the updated Dexter uh, Showtime series, the reboot that, um, you know, gave the show an opportunity to, I guess, correct what everybody felt was wrong about the original show's conclusion. Uh, when we talked about this at length upon its release, uh, this, was, this was something I had never watched Dexter, so had no personal context to an unsatisfying conclusion. Uh, but apparently uh, people were stoked on the reboot but uh, it's been announced that there's not going to be a direct sequel to the reboot, but sort of, because there is going to be something called Dexter New Blood, which is going to be focusing on the character of Hanson, uh, Dexter's son. Uh, that Harrison. is one. Uh, oh, Harrison, sorry, I couldn't read my, my, my chicken scratch there. The two R's together look like an N. Uh, so, um, so the character of Harrison, Dexter's son, is going to be one of these new Dexter series, but... There is also going to be a Dexter prequel series called Dexter Origins, which is going to see a young Dexter uh, graduating college to join Miami Metro. And in this Dexter Origins series, you will see younger versions of many of the characters that you know and love from the two different uh, Dexter properties are currently moving forward uh, under the Showtime banner. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them both. Um, I finally finished uh, Dexter New Blood. Uh, and it ended much better than the original run did. Uh, I was actually very kind of happy, also surprised by how they ended it, but it's, I was perfectly fine with them not doing another season of it, but rather having it focus on Harrison and then also having a prequel series is kind of fun because the, the story's over for, for Michael C. Hall as Dexter. Like they, they ended it, and it, it's kind of the thing that you want. You want to see something different now, you know, so – the legacy of Dexter will always live on, and now it lives on with his son Harrison and then the prequel series. So I'm fine with that. I, I, I love take, it. I take but it yeah, the series picked up. 
because I know you were just like me. You kind of froze in those first in that first or second episode. I so. certainly did. After two episodes, I kind of froze up on it, but I have the DVD set. So I was like, fuck it. Last weekend, I put it on. I finished it. And I was like, you know what? It did pick up. Oh, and I, it kind of it had a good ending where I was like, you know what? If they never do another one, I'm fine with the ending that I got. It's much better than fucking Lumberjack Dexter. It was, it was definitely more of a good way to go about it. But now that they're doing it with Harrison, I was like, yeah, just pass the torch, man. Like, pass the torch on to his son. He's a creepy little fucking kid. You know, well, I shouldn't say kid. He's a teenager, you know, in, in Dexter New Blood. But still, you know, I'd like to see what to do with him. And then the, uh, the prequel series, you know, see him right out of college. Hopefully it's not like they did with the series where Dexter is clearly a 30-year-old man wearing a wig to look like he's in high school. I hated those flashbacks. That's fucking toupee. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It was clearly like an old man playing a high schooler. But all right, that's awesome about Dexter. But all right, what else are we talking about, Dean? Uh, also on the dual track, um, John Krasinski has post photos from the set of the Quiet Place spinoff, A Quiet Place Day One. Uh, it started filming mm-hmm. with director Michael Sarnowski. Uh, this film will be taking place in the same world as the first two Quiet Place films, but will not be featuring the members of the Abbott family. So just a parallel story taking place somewhere else in the Quiet Place universe. Uh, you can look forward to this hitting the theaters next year, uh, March 8th, 2024. Uh, but on while uh, John Krasinski is just producing uh, this spinoff, he is returning to the director's chair for a Quiet Place 3, uh, which will be coming out at some point in 2025. Hmm. I don't know anybody that likes those movies. Kind of weird. I haven't really <laughs> met anybody that's like, Quiet Place, hell yeah. You know, the the first <laughs> one was one, one of the last things I saw in the theater before COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had started to, whenever, and I know we've talked about this, of course, but whenever... Uh, there was something to my own personal interest that I wanted to see. I started to just walk downtown and, and, and see it when it was playing in my local uh, theater. Um, I, you know, I thought it was fine. It was an enjoyable theater experience, but, uh, you know, I have not seen A Quiet Place 2, so maybe that signifies how I felt about A Quiet Place 1. Um, but also, maybe it was just the time passed, like we sat in quarantine lockdown for the longest time, and, um, you know, I just kind of forgot about it, I guess, but... Uh, you know, I thought the first one was enjoyable in the theater, but I never went back and watched the second one. But there are dual track Quiet Place properties, uh, you know, in the works. And see, I, yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's got protection. Yeah, I, it right. does. I mean, it's it's got people that like it. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I I'm kind of on the same camp as you, King, where it's like you know, I. I felt let down by the original movie because the premise sounded great. Everybody was talking, Mm -hmm. you know, good things about it. And then I saw it and I was like, eh, you know what? I was lukewarm to it. Um, But what I will say is I thought the sequel was far superior to the original film. Um, So it's one of those where where that kind of built things up a little bit more and went more along the lines of what I think I was expecting to see. I'll probably revisit both at some point um, just to kind of see where my, where my feelings kind of lay on it because I've only seen both of them at this point now one time. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Black Place 2, like, it, it, it premiered on uh, digital, 
as well as because uh, it went streaming because it was during yeah during it was a day it was one of those period, day and so. date one of those day and date releases yeah uh, I mean I'm seeing here that the Quiet Place Two made like three hundred million on a budget estimated somewhere to between between fifty five and sixty one million uh, so oh, it's yeah. good business it's good business so if you're making yeah, no, if you're no, making profit like movies. that it's only yeah only makes sense that that they've greenlit uh, the spinoff and the the sequel because. You know, that's, that's pretty good business for, for, for the horror genre. Well, I completely agree. I, like I said, I just I haven't met anybody that likes those movies. Like, I've talked to so many people in the horror community. They're like, well, it was okay. Like, nobody's like, I fucking can't wait for part three and the prequels. Yeah, like, but you know so what? Good. I think you're, you're talking, you're having these conversations with, like, horror genre people. I think this is a case where this is one of those kind of horror franchises that has... Uh, captured a little bit of mainstream audience where movie fans who aren't necessarily super into horror are like into this and are like engaged with this story and these characters in this universe, even if they're not regular everyday horror fans uh, or genre fans like us and, and people and we, you might be talking about. Just and a, we know what that means to the people and we know what that means to people like you and the people that you talk to, King. That means this movie sucks. Okay, because anything that everybody else likes sucks. That means that movie Stop. would fucking blow. There's no originality to it. I can name like 34 fucking movies from 1970 alone that did this fucking thing better than that could ever do. So fucking true, dude. Like, you fucking nail it. The horror community is such a fucking bitter community sometimes. <laughs> Especially when it comes to, like, Stop. original horror movies. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, people love this movie? It sucks. Don't even fucking watch it. Like, it's for the mainstreamers. <laughs> okay. They only <laughs> like it because they think it's smart, but it's not. I'm just going to go watch Hereditary again. <laughs> yeah, I just said. Man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a divided community. Our, uh, you know, one of the trailers that, that we're with Knock at the Cabin is the new uh, Ari Aster film. And uh, and that is a uh, movie called Bo is Afraid, featuring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, it was it was a vibe. You know, like, and again, with Ari Aster, you know, look, you had Hereditary, you had Midsommar. You know, the guy is, uh, he's batting, he's batting 500 for me. Um, you know, I, I love Midsommar. I hate fucking Hereditary. Uh, so, so seeing what, whatever he's going to do with this one, especially with Joaquin Phoenix, you know, it could be, uh, could be fascinating. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. You know, it might be a pick for the show one of these days. Who knows? But yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, he failed twice. I, like, I don't know if he could do a third one, and I'm going to be like, oh, wow, I'm all turned around on Ari Aster. He's great. You know, I'll stick with Robert Eggers. That guy, you know, he's my guy. Wow. Well, I like <laughs> and that it's guy that divide, too. too. It, but that's the divide. Like I said, it's, it's always like Robert Eggers versus Ari Aster. Who's the better one? I'm like, I, I prefer Eggers. So I think he takes more chances. Um, but, you know, it, it's fine. Um, I can't wait for his Nosferatu fucking remake which Willem Dafoe was attached to as well. Like, after playing Shadow of the Vampire, he's coming back to be in Nosferatu. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. I I can't wait. But uh, All right, Dean. So what else do you have? I'm going to tell you. Uh, It has been reported that both Freddie Prinze Jr. 
and Jennifer Love Hewitt will be reprising their roles and returning to the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise. Uh, that there is going to be a a new I Know What You Did Summer uh, Did Last Summer franchise from uh, Do Revenge director Jennifer Caton Robinson uh, from mm-hmm. a script uh, from Leah McKendrick. Apparently, uh, their pitch uh, blew away the studio executives and uh, looking to <laughs> capitalize on the successes of. Uh, Scream 5 and the big business that they're expecting out of Scream 6 coming uh, next month, uh, that this will be another one of these legacy sequels with uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt reprising their roles to to bring the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise back to the big screen. And next comes the Urban Legend reboot. Oh, my God. Don't say it, Duel. Don't make it happen, please. Please. (laughs) We had the one. It was okay. It's, it's, it's faculty reboot. Oh God, oh, no! That, Guys, stop! <laughs> They're gonna hear you. <laughs> They're That's gonna a hear movie you. that sounds I, like we sounds like we touched a nerve with the King of Horror once again. I'm surprised the fact that oh. he never got a sequel. To be honest with you, considering that there's four fucking these movies, I I cannot believe they never like continued along the lines with the faculty. You know, you continued species. Well, the species. You movies. didn't continue that one. Those are direct videos. Those are all direct video sequels. They don't count. They had second one, good one was definitely, second one was theatrical Better. because I remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah. I know what you did that, last yeah, summer. It was all definitely theatrical oh, sequels. No, 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 no. He's talking species. Species. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, spe- species one and two. Yeah, they were theatrical. The rest were, were uh, direct video. But, yeah, no, uh, it's fine. We're going into the legacy movies, but yeah, I mean, Urban Legend one, great. I actually like Urban Legend, like it's a fun movie. But then the sequel, fucking terrible. Like they just the they have nothing to say. There's going <laughs> yeah. to be. Let's get a. You should look yeah. also forward to the reboot of Disturbing Behavior. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that fucking movie is terrible. Oh, let's get As a, well. a teaching Miss Tingle part two. <laughs> also, Let's get rumors, that going as well. Rumors of, oh a, of a rebooting of Idle Hands. I would see oh. that. I would actually see that, though. No, I'm only making <laughs> jokes. I'm just trying to recall I know, all of like the teen horror yeah. movies from that era. Movies this that this era. is not actual news. This is just um, Josh Hartnett says, please leave me alone. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I can only mess up my hair so bad. I can only make my hair look so fucking terrible. Like in every movie I do. You know, let's do a Valentine's <laughs> sequel. <laughs> David Boreanaz's Revenge. Oh, we'll get Boreanaz back. <laughs> yep. Uh, part two. It's a legacy movie. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I've been These waiting. movies died. When they did. Or let's get a Soul Survivors fucking sequel with Elijah Dushu coming oh back. Oh my god! Remember me, guys? Holy shit! Soul Survivors! <laughs> yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck, man! I saw that fucking turn in theaters, man! Yep, I did too! Yep. You can watch it I for sat free on that Pluto. Thing. Oh yeah, it's available. Wow, it's there. Wes Bentley fucking, fucking Rick, Ricky Fitz himself. <laughs> 
You know, that, mm-hmm. That's how I always think of him. I'm always going to think of him as Ricky fucking Fitz from American Beauty, man. There's, just, always. There's, there's no other. Always. There's no other character. I don't care who. He's in like the first fucking Hunger Games movie as like the the game master <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, nah, nah, bro, that's Ricky Fitz. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he's like, with Lester. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> and then his dad's going to kick Lester Beauty, on the part mouth. Two. <laughs> West Bentley's back in American Beauty Part 2. More the same. Look at that paper bag flying through the wind. He's making a video about it. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. So many fucking legacy movies. But All right, Dean. What else do you have before we get into the movie? I will tell you that... Uh, excuse me. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs... Uh, Partnering, continuing his relationship with Shutter, has announced uh, the Vicious Vegas Valentine, uh, which will stream live on Shutter on February 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, not only is this going to feature a themed uh, double feature, as per usual when it comes to the J, the Joe Bob Briggs holiday specials, uh, he will also mm-hmm. be officiating the weddings. Of, of the wedding of two fans live on the air uh, during the broadcast. Oh. Uh, the, the feature so films at this time are, are unknown. It, it'd be uh, but with, with the live show being February 10th, <laughs> yeah. you can look forward to, to streaming this on Shutter On Demand on February 12th. Well, there you go. Briggs remains on Shutter. Raining as he does. He always has a special, which is cool. I'm not a fan, but, you know, people are. All right. What else, Dean? <clears throat> and then uh, here and there, there's been little stories on our show involving uh, a horror streaming service called Screambox. Um, and I'm yeah. here to tell I you, if it. you like the weird shit from <laughs> the weird shit from out there, of course uh, you do. There are currently <laughs> airing on Screambox. There are Bollywood remakes of Scream called Shh. Uh, there's a it Bollywood really remake good. of Fright Night. It's... Bollywood remake of yeah. Fright Night called Neighbors. And a Bollywood remake mm. of the I called Nina. Um, I also Cur- have Screenbox, and if you want to log into my account, the password is The King Loves Dawn 2004. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if, you, if you're wanting to check it out, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. I'm currently banned from Bollywood movies in my household, so. <laughs> Stop watching them, okay? I just want to have some fun. Yeah, but no. The, the Bowie version of uh, Scream is fucking just terrible. Like, it's a, it's not Scream. It's a shh, like the Dean had said. And it's a, a clown mask, and uh, it, it, I watched it. <laughs> the Dean would love it. Okay, I mean, so the, you, know, the ghoul would love it. The ghoul would be like, oh, so, so you watched it. Was there actually any blood in it? No, I, I have no. not watched it. Oh, the king watched it. No, I was going to say the ghoul would love it. No, there is uh, no blood. But I love that Bollywood stuff. Yeah. Oh, I know. You would probably yeah, love it. same here. <laughs> I was like, where did they get this from Scream? It's like, nowhere to be found <laughs> in this movie. They just were like, Scream, yes, let's do our version. It's like, no. Just, yeah. But anyway. All right, Dean, is that it? Kind of like your version of Superman? Mm-hmm. I think that is all. Okay. 
So let's get into the movie for tonight, which is my pick, of course. Studio 666, directed by B.J. McDonald. So members of the rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band members. And of course, yes, again, I did not realize that there were so many fucking members in this fucking band. I was like, there's like three? I was like, nope, nope, there's six. But I saw this movie in theaters. I walked out of it thinking this movie knew exactly what it fucking was. Like, it wasn't trying to be serious. It was like, let's just have fucking fun. We'll go to a mansion for a fucking weekend and film a fucking horror movie. We'll have some great fucking music that just got me right back into the 80s with the heavy metal horror movies that John Fasano was known for. And I love fucking Dave Grohl. I love the band. I just, I was so excited to just go into the movie and watch it. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys tonight. So, Ghoul, what did you think about Studio 666? So, I mean, you know what? I actually ended up really liking this movie, too, despite myself. And you know what? I uh, I wanted to see this when it was in theaters. The trailers made it look like a lot of fun. I was afraid because it was the Red Band trailer that, you know, like I saw the mm-hmm. majority of the good shit in that. Um, and, and to a degree, you did. Uh, I know that this was available for rent, and instead I had uh, – actually, I just went and purchased it. Uh, on my oh, okay. Xbox instead, and uh, and I am so fucking happy that I did because you know what, this is something that I'll probably put on at night, fall asleep to, and 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 be perfectly fine. Right. Like I'll have no problem revisiting this movie because this movie was a fucking blast. They, uh, you can see that the band was all having fun doing it. Um, Bro was having a blast. It, it, it hit some humor notes. There's stings and, and little Easter egg fucking things going on in there. There's a nice John Carpenter cameo. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's a good time. And, and that goes a long way for me. You know what I mean? Like like seeing these guys enjoying themselves the way they did was uh, was cool. You know, tragically, I know they, they, they lost Taylor Hawkins uh, oh, right around, I guess, just that, right now. after the release of this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, uh, that, that does put a little bit of a, a sad note to it. But aside from that though, man, you know what? Good on them. They, they, they made a fun fucking horror movie, which is a lot more than I could say for a lot of other fucking people out there that claim to be horror people. Awesome. All right. So Dean, what'd you think about studio six, six, six? Uh, this is a, this is a tough one for me because, uh, from the outset, um, I am not a fan of the Foo Fighters' uh, Mm. music at all. Uh, It's just not my thing. Um, I have never liked them. I have never been into them. And, you know, I talked about this movie on the show when it was announced and covered it and probably said the same thing. Uh, With that being said, from when I heard about it, I thought that the concept was interesting. And I found this to be a fun uh, yet flawed film. Uh, there were some things that I, there were some, and as the movie discussion goes on, I will say there are some things that I wanted like a little more of uh, that I thought would have made for, for high entertainment and a little more influx on the comedy side of things. Uh, but uh, I thought some of the kills were fun. And, um, you know, I, I did think it was a little bit too long for what it was, but I, I did kind of enjoy this. I agree. Oh. 
Yeah, no, I definitely will say that at some point because it definitely felt a little bit too long towards the end when I wanted to wrap up. Uh, but, Monkey, what do you think about Studio 666? Uh, yeah, like the Dean. Like, as a listener of music and stuff like that, because I fucking love my music, the Foo Fighters have never excited me. Not one mm. of their songs has ever made me go, oh, shit, that is some fucking magic on that track. No, to me, they're Not shit. even my hero? Just, no, none of it. No, to huh. me, it just sounds like non It just sounds like non-offensive. What about pop-up. learning to walk again? <laughs> no, none of it. <laughs> so bad, so bad, so bad, so bad no. of you. <laughs> no, you can put any of it, man, and it just blends into the background with all of the white noise that's already in my head, you know. But as a group of people well, and be white, individuals, hell, it's Black History Month, bro. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, as them, as people, not as the Foo Fighters, just them being people and stuff like that, I've seen them do some really, really awesome acts of kindness as a band. Like, everything from their charity yep. work that they do to, to the way they treat their fans. Like, who the fuck else is constantly asking their fans to come up on stage and perform with them? You know, when they have guest stars on stage, they're always so mm-hmm. happy and, and humble to have some of the rock stars that they look up to on stage with them. Like, although I've never hung out with them, I'm really, really hoping that they are the genuinely nice people that they seem to be on stage when they're just having a good time. But this movie, holy fuck, was it fun. (laughs) Tons of practical (laughs) effects, tons of blood, a good, simple story. Uh, All the musical stings exactly where you expect them to be. The score and even a small role from Carpenter. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this movie wasn't trying to be something smart. It wasn't trying to be something witty. This movie was just trying to be that VHS rental that we would all go for for the sixth or seventh time because we were having a sleepover and we needed a good horror movie for everybody that was coming over. And that's what I think this movie was, just a good, fun horror movie for everybody. So not all elevated. Right. So, no. Hell no. It's elevated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh... Again, I'll get into the narration. If you guys want to pop in, you know, feel free. Uh, but we opened Ooh. in 1993. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we opened in 1993 in Encino, California, at a mansion where a massacre has just taken place. We see a bunch of music instruments belonging to the band Dream Widow laying around, and a young woman, played by Jenny Ortega, belonging to the band. Her name is Sky Willow. And she is dragging herself <laughs> along the floor, suffering from a broken leg. And that's when we see lead singer Greg Knoll enter the room, hammer in hand, as she screams, we did everything. And after she sees another band member with his jaw crushed, Greg beats her to death with a hammer. And that's when we cut the present day. And we see the Foo Fighters are meeting with their manager, Jeremy Schill, because he wants to know why they haven't over <laughs> a new album yet. Dave Grohl so tells him about their 10th album. This <laughs> a fucking dad point, <laughs> When it comes yeah. to present day and the ghoul girl saw that, that Ortega was, was not going to be in the film, she, uh, she probably walked out of the room because, as she said, there goes the eye candy. <laughs> <laughs> but she shows up again. Oh. We'll talk about it. Um, well, yeah, not until, so, yeah, they, until they, the they... end, and she didn't know that. But I, I agree, man. This, this, I could have used a little more Jenna Ortega in this because I just, I just love looking no. at that little pouty mouth. I don't like Man. her at all, so it's fine. Um, I was glad to see her go at the beginning of the movie. Not my uh, So <laughs> they are trying to make their 10th album, but they don't have a lot of inspiration. They want to have the blow your own dick up into your own mouth type stuff. 
So Shill calls Barb, a realtor, and manages to arrange a place for them to record their album. The exact same Encino mansion from the cold open. The band arrives at the mansion, meaning Barb, who gives him a tour. Dave suddenly feels a sense of dread, and that's when Barb tells him that about Dream Widow, and that band had some creative differences. And every time Dave claps his hands, we get some scary images, including seeing Greg Knoll hang himself after killing Sky from the cold open. So we see the band getting but all listen the listen to that sound. Listen to the sound, it's man. Amazing. <laughs> so the band gets all their equipment, which is being overseen by Krug, played by Kerry King of Slayer, Raiden Blood. I fucking love fucking Kerry King. He's so amazing. Uh, so, so once set up, Dave suggests the band move into the with him and the drum. And he's just—he's got to sit there and move no. it just a little bit, no. and he's got to move it just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It's like, man, and you know, like these guys are like—they're making fun of themselves in their own industry. But then you do gotta, yep. like, you know, you, you hear these fucking stories and some of this like nightmare shit. That's like, man, you really can't just fucking do that yourself, asshole. Like, come on, just move the fucking drum, bro. Move <laughs> <Yeah>. the drum. I—I <laughs> I, I love the fact that they're making fun of themselves throughout this entire fucking movie. Um, but once all their equipment is set up, Dave suggests that the band move into the mansion for a month to record their 10th album. The band isn't too excited about this, but they're like, fuck it, let's just fucking go. Pearl Jam, high five. Jeremy! Like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) While wandering the house, Dave spots Greg outside cutting hedges with clippers. He tries to follow him, but the man disappears. Meanwhile, Krug inside notices that a bunch of wiring is a mess, and when he goes to fix it, he gets electrocuted. He's fried and fucking dead. And then Dave runs in and goes, come on, Krug, Jägermeister. Nope, he's fucking dead. (laughs) He's he's not coming back. The band suggests packing up after this, but Dave tells them that they should stay and do it for Krug, man. So that's when they decide to have him. That's what he would have wanted. We'll dedicate the album to him. We'll dedicate the album to him. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) Dave opens up the grill outside and sees Krug's head shouting his name. Dave gets scared, but none of the other bandmates see it. And that's when Dave soon hears the sound of the hedge clippers, who arming himself with a barbecue fork, goes in search of who's making that noise. And that's when he discovers their next-door neighbor, Samantha, popping up from the other side of the fence, scaring Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Whitney Cummings, definitely hot. And she's a Foo Fighters fan as well. And Raimi is like, oh, shit, hello, baby. <laughs> How are you? Like, I'm doing great. So Dave asks her about the strange guy he had seen walking around, but she says no one was here and has been for years before creepily lowering herself behind her own fence. And he's like, uh, <laughs> like what was that? I, I don't know. So later, Dave plays some Foo Fighter riffs, so he thinks they're originals but the band corrects him every time. So he's like, hey, let me play this. And he plays fucking Everlong, and they're like, that's fucking Everlong. He's like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, that's that yeah, song it's a, great. It's a great song. You fucking wrote it 20 <laughs> years ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the band decides, all right, we're going to leave Dave alone while he suffers from a creative block. And that night, he's visited by Lionel Richie as Dave plays a cover of Hello on his <laughs> piano. And Random Lionel fucking slapped in the face. Random cameo. Random as hell, man. So earlier, earlier in the discussion, uh, when I said that there were more 
there'd be more shit that I would have liked more of on the comedy side. Like that cameo, which like was set up so perfectly with like the hand on the shoulder, like it was such a surprise. And given what I'm sure, like the voluminous connections in the music industry that David Grohl has, I would have liked for there to have been more shit like that sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. But it was still good because he walks in and me. Oh, it's fantastic. It was a great great cameo. It was so great. But like, (laughs) as they continue to try to make music and make the song, like, I just think it would be funny if there were other, like, similarly, completely and total random, like, brief second musician cameos, uh, given this is like a a, a rock and roll uh, horror movie. And I see where you're coming from. I I love the fact that when Ryan Richard weaves the room, he's like, get your own fucking music, nerd. Uh-huh. Uh, man, it was great because when he first popped up too, and he's like talking to him, and like I, I'm sitting here saying, I'm like, get your own song, you know, and then sure as shit, like that's what Lionel Richie's saying, you know, like it was fucking, it was, it was, it was like the Dean just said, it was like perfect, you know, so more of this is what I was kind of expecting after seeing this scene, and yeah, I'm a, I am a little saddened over the fact that we didn't get more of this kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So that night, as Dave tries to sleep, he's visited by a demonic-looking Krug, who in a dream tells him they're watching. So Dave snaps awake and tries to get back to sleep, but all of a sudden he's in a cloud of fucking demons. And what the fuck? They all decide to grab him and rip him fucking open while Dave no watches. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Okay, so and you fucking see his gut hey. being torn out of his chest. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nightmare on Elm Street fucking homage. Yes. B, yep. Day of the Dead mm-hmm. homage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they are paying tribute yep. to the horror films that they remember watching as, as kids. This is some good stuff, you know? The second the scene cut into the bedroom, the first I'm like, wow, dude. Like, I was waiting to see the face start coming out of the wall behind him, you know? So when we get a burned face, <laughs> again, we got a burned man named Krug, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It, it works. Yep. Also, the name of the villain in, in Wes Craven's first movie, The Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left. That was Dave Hess's character. Yep, crew. So Dave once again wakes up as a delivery driver, uh, played by Will Forte, shows up with a bunch of chicken parm orders, and the delivery driver is shocked to see it's Dave Grohl in the house. He fanboys out over seeing Dave, but Dave sends the driver away after finding out that he didn't get any ranch. That's okay. I'll just use marinara. No. <laughs> you can never have enough see... ranch <laughs> Never So Dave later watches a YouTube video On how to play guitar for some reason I love the fact he's watching a YouTube video He's like alright so here's the course He's like okay I got it I got it It's going to be fine um, So he eventually is startled by a demonic spirit That shows up in the reflection of a faucet And he decides to take a walk around the house As he's following the spirit so Dave eventually comes across a basement, which is filled with satanic imagery and objects, and also a dead raccoon being pinned to a wall and torn apart, as well as a pair of hedge clippers. And after he hears his name being whispered, Dave comes across some sound equipment and a Dream Widow demo recording. After getting it ready, Dave hits play and listens to the most metal sounds of Dream Widow. Bring on the most metal of metal riffs, and Dave is fucking into it rocking out into the basement, listening to this, the music stops, and Dave is like, wait, there's got to be more. Like, there's got to be more to this. Like, i got to find more recordings. But the reel all of a sudden kicks back on, plays backwards, and the demonic voice begins speaking as the light bulbs begin selling the blood. 
Hey, man, you just turn off the recording after seeing him come in. All of a sudden, Dave shows up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's when we see Greg Knoll showing up with the hedge clippers and some demons, and that's when Dave Grohl gets possessed. Leaving the basement, he runs into Pat Smear, who's just eating some chips, just hanging out. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? He's like, no, I don't know. He's he's always eating in this. Like, damn near every scene he's in, he's always eating something. <laughs> Pat mm-hmm. Smear is fucking so good in this fucking movie because he just doesn't know how to fucking act, and he's just going to be Pat Smear. <laughs> I think he's all just, he knows yeah, is to be his Pat It's just fucking Pat Smear being Pat Smear. You know, that, that, that's all there is to that. That's, there's no acting occurring. He's just like, hey, you know what? I can't act, so I'm just going to kind of be me, and, and, and it's going to work, you know? Uh, yeah, I, know I know the Sam's favorite character was uh, was Rami. Uh, she thought he was oh, very yeah, funny. Well. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's the, the sex craze nut. Uh, I think, you know, the other two, uh, Chris and I forget the other guy's name, I think they were, like, kind of interchangeable. Nate? Um, yeah, Chris and yeah, Nate. Yeah, Chris and Nate, they, they might as well have been the same character, um, you know, because cause I couldn't really, like, the only reason I could even kind of tell them apart was just because, you know, I, I, Chris kind of looks like a guy I work with. Um, yeah, yeah they're, just, they're both of those characters <clears throat> are interchangeable. Like I said, again, I didn't realize there were so many members of Foo Fighters going into this movie when I first saw it in the theaters. So I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot. But um, so the next day, Dave decides to play the Dream Widow riff perfectly, and the fucking band loves it. They're like, what chord is that? He's like, it's an L. Like, yeah, it's, I made it up. Like, you know, it's, you're going to have to practice this because it's an L, and he goes, you got to go darker, you got to go deeper. And that's when the man for the next door neighbor showed up. Dave fucking Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Samantha shows up with treats for the band. Uh, Dave wants her to leave, but Remy entertains her. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, is that cocaine? cocaine. Like, mm-hmm. So they have <laughs> cocaine-laced lemon bars to eat. She also notices Fucking that Dave is playing himself, <clears throat> and she pulls Remy away and tells him, like, we need to talk, but she can't talk to him because Dave's peering in the window like, what the fuck? So, of course, we have to cut to three <laughs> weeks later. And the band is still practicing, but much more in tune than before with the Dream Widow th- uh, tune. We find out that the song that they're working on is 23 minutes long. Dave calls it a song that never ends. And that night, Dave gathers the band, including Pat, and prefers sleeping in the kitchen because it's comfy and has sex. Pat, I love you. <laughs> never change. <laughs> you know, just Pat Smear being Pat Smear. Uh, and Dave reveals a board with a yard design that he considers each point to be one of the band members. And he forces all the band to practice that night, despite Pat going, I just want to sleep. Like, I'm, just, I'm not interested. <laughs> but, of course, Pat relents. And after having a rock star attempt to put tantrum, he's like, you know who I am? The fucking Dave Grohl. Come Dave Grohl, motherfucker. All right, all right. Oh, fine. We'll practice this fucking thing. It's going to be okay. The next day, Do you say no to Dave Grohl? <laughs> So the next day, Dave apologizes uh, for his behavior the night before. They accept, and Dave decides to break down how the ending of the song will go. And each of them has to Dave a a Hummer. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love how how Dave breaks down the points of the band. He's like, all right, 
you know, Remy, you're coming, fucking terror, you know, and they're like, dude, yeah, we have an ending. So funny. Like, so, so funny, you know what I mean? Because, you know what, he's doing this with such verve that, like, you can almost believe that he probably does shit like this with them when they're trying to, like, kind of, like, figure out, like, how these songs are going to go, you know? Like, this is what I want it to sound like. And then here's Dave Grohl, like, making a bunch of fucking sound effects. Like, I want this to go. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed the humor of it. So later that day, we see John Carpenter show up uh, as an audio engineer for their new song. Yeah. Dude! John Carpenter. <laughs> where he's just in there, and he's just recording their fucking song that they recorded. Uh, his name in the movie, they don't say it, but in the credits, it's Rip Wright. So that's what his character <laughs> name was. Um, so he's just clocking it in, and we see that it's clocking in at 30 minutes. And then later, as John leaves, he tells them to pop anything else that they record into a drive, and they'll mix it on Monday. He should have left in Christine. Not a fucking pit, though. Fucking, he should have left in fucking Christine to put him forward. In a pinto. Uh, I would be like, oh, shit. Was it in a pinto? Or was a, that, uh, he, what was it? Uh, no, okay. You're the it, car it, guy, it, it, I, Yeah, I think it was a um, Ford El Ranchero. It was. It wasn't a Pinto. It It's. It's. Uh, it's the Ford version of. It's. It's the no. It's the Ford version of an Eldorado. Okay. Well, I mean, the, either way, I thought it would be. You know the, 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 the cars that are half theory. car, half truck in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. No. Yeah, again, like I said, I, I kept going back to Pinto, but you know. But anyway, like it would have been better if you left in Christine, the fucking Plymouth Fury. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so fucking cool to see him pull up in that car. Um, but that night, the delivery driver shows back up. Before he can knock on the door and give Dave his demo tape and some extra ranch, he notices someone who he thinks is Dave walking around, but it's actually Greg Knoll who appears and immediately cuts off the delivery driver's head, dragging the body oh. away. The band eventually <laughs> finds the food being left outside the door, and they decide to cook it up, and they're going to eat, but Dave prefers his fucking steak extra fucking rare because it's so fucking juicy. But also, it's like he girls going around and picking up all the ranch containers off the ground. He's like, "Ooh, yeah. more ranch, more ranch." Yeah. <laughs> and just so, like, the next oh, day, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the next day, Barb shows I was, up. I know somebody that likes like. their meat like that too, man. That raw. Fucking hysterical, oh. you know what I mean? The thing might as well, be, thing might as well be wiggling on the fucking plate. So, <laughs> I mean, I like my meat bloody, but not that bloody. Like, like you gotta cook it at least a little bit, like you know. But yeah, no, you gotta burn the, just... burn the burn the fuck out of it on the outside, and then leave it blood red in the middle. That, that's how you uh, do I'm it. A, I'm a medium, yeah. I'm a medium rare guy, leaning more towards the rare end okay. of that. But yeah, definitely, be- yeah. definitely medium rare. I'm definitely a rare. Or no brown. Like, I need blood. I, I don't want any. I don't want any brown at all. I, I want pink and white. Oh, then, then, then it's a waste. Of, then it's then it's a waste of meat if you do that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's disgusting after that. So Barb, like I had said, she comes to the mansion and she finds Pat in the kitchen, but she's like, "Oh my God, is he dead?" And he's like, "No, hey, I'm awake. Like, it's cool. <laughs> hey, welcome <laughs> to the house." <laughs> 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 you know. And then that's when Pat decides to eat some of the lemon squares that Samantha had left. And he sees that there's something written onto the doily underneath the snacks. And he's like, the sacrifice? 
know. Barbara's like, what did you say? She's like, what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> just hanging out. So that's just when Dave shows up. And he t- <laughs> yeah. So Dave shows up awake, and he tells her they should be finishing the album by that night. So Barbara's like, okay, I'll make plans to wrap up everything at the mansion so you guys can move on. And the band continues to play the long song, but Dave feels something just isn't right. Like, it's just, it's not working. I don't know what's not working, but just something about this isn't working. And, of course, Chris, one of the band members, is like, well, fuck you, Dave. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm so tired of playing this fucking song. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to make some food on the grill. And as Chris is making the food, we see a person soon pop up from behind him and begin slamming his face onto the grill before slamming the grill top down onto him and using a knife to stab him to death. And that's when it's revealed that Dave is the one that killed him. Like, what a fucking oh, great no! scene. <laughs> you know, now, now in, in this household, yeah. and I, I know the Dean is, is <clears throat> saying, because we do have some similar music taste, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the funny joke is, is as, as the song is clocking in at like 40-something minutes or whatever it is, you know, in, in this house it was like, oh, it's just another fish song, or oh, it's just another goose song. Like, oh, right. This, this, is, this is true. This is true. Another fucking dead jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, the dead very rarely went into that kind of length with music. So, no, it's kind of like a no, misnomer with like, the band. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so, following this weird death, and I love the fact that before he died, you know, um, you have. Uh, Nate coming outside, he's like, do you need anything? He's like, yeah, I need to tell Dave to go fuck himself. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm so tired of this shit. <laughs> okay, Shifty. <laughs> you know. So outside, the band hears Pat screaming, and they discover the delivery driver's dead body. It's been gutted and decapitated. Dave also discovers the driver's demo tape from Bone Structure. He's like, oh, look, this is fucking CD. Taylor and the others all want to call the cops and their manager, but Dave wants to shut that down real fucking quick. They just need one more day to finish up, and then they can call the police and even give a shout-out to the order driver, Darren. Like, we'll fucking just we'll shout him out. Like, you know, and we'll be like, oh, man. That bone structure. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put, like, a little band. link thing on the album <laughs> for bone structure. <laughs> they, he died for their band, like... You know, because, of course, you don't want this mansion to be a crime scene. We're never going to be able to finish the album. So we'll dedicate it to Darren and Bone Structure. It's all going to be fine. Oh, by the way, guys, you all need to give me your cell phones and also the van keys because we're fucking locked in. And, of course, Taylor's like, well, I don't even have a cell phone. So it's fine. Like, <laughs> like nothing to do this. Because, again, it's like, you know, because we're going for that vibe for horror movie stuff, of course, everyone agrees, you know, because, again, no one argues with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, so he, he also day, took the one guy's phone out of his hands and crushed it with his bare fucking hands. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, and of course, they're all, they're all like, all right, well, we're fine. We're going to record the rest of this album. And um, so... Later, the band observed Dave sitting at a fucking table eating fucking human remains. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's got the rib cage and the fucking bones, and he's just sucking the fucking meat <laughs> off of it. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with fucking Dave? Like, that, that's like human being like fucking bones. 
And that's when Pat leads him to the basement where he was like, oh, the other night I was just eating chips and Dave came out of the basement. So we need to find out what's in the fucking basement. Um, and then he finds out that Samantha also tried to warn them and that they need to talk to her. So they meet with Samantha and she tells them the history of the mansion as well as Dream Widow. We see that Dave Knoll, the hedge clipper man, in a robe, carrying a book, as Samantha talks about how Greg was in the occult and occult sex. Like, they were all into it. She was a fucking groupie. And, of course, Taylor's like, great, another fucking groupie. And Rami's like, well, wait a second, man. Like, it's cool. Groupies are people, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's just trying to do anything to get that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So she was a groupie, and she was all into the occult shit, all the occult sex. And we see Man, Greg they, cutting open a raccoon in like, the wall of the basement. Did ghost fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know. um, so we see Greg selling a chalice of blood from the raccoon on the wall that we had seen earlier, drinking some. And then we find out that Greg became obsessed with that book that he was carrying and a song from it, Lacrimus de Ebrius, The Tears of God. Um, and this is just an aside. Uh, Dave and the band members uh, recorded a Dream Widow album that you can actually find on YouTube. Um, I actually put it in the group chat the other night because that fucking song they recorded that's supposed to be 45 minutes was 10 minutes. It's the most yeah, it wasn't 40 song. But it was not like, a, like a 49 minute song. I felt ripped off. It was only 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, where's the but, rest of the fucking song? I know. I was like, why is it not 45 minutes? I felt fucking robbed. But at the same time, like, you have Dave on drums, Dave on guitar, of course, doing everything. And I'm like, holy shit, he's going back to his Probot days where he made a fucking metal band. So right after they did a Bee Gees album of covers, they did Dream Widow. So if you guys want to find that, I know... You know, Dean and Ghoul, uh, not Ghoul, but Monkey, you're not a fan of uh, Foo Fighters, but, like, they fucking do metal very well. So nice. I should actually find that on YouTube. But anyway, uh, we find out that uh, Greg wanted the band to record this album perfectly, believing it would open an eternal portal to the power within him that he felt, and that would eventually open up his demonic passage. But eventually, Greg decided he was against this idea and decided to kill himself to stop the song from being finished. And now that same spirit that possessed, uh, possessed Greg has now possessed Dave. So that's when oh, no. Pat and Nate decided to go off and find the demonic book to perform an exorcism on Dave. They forced Taylor to be alone with Dave to practice his drums while Rami decides to stay behind with Samantha. So, you know, they could bang. Yeah, well, you know, right he's now. keeping an eye on her, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pat and Nate head down to the basement in search of the book, while Rami and Samantha start getting it on. But underneath the bed is, of course, the demonically possessed Dave with a fucking chainsaw. So as the song that they play oh. starts picking up, the blade of the chainsaw cuts through both of their faces and into their bodies, spraying blood all around the room. Holy shit, this is like my favorite fucking scene in the movie. <laughs> Just, yeah. That chainsaw yeah, blade yeah, going scene. both through their faces. Yep. It was so good. <laughs> and the fact that they mashed it up to a jackal song, you know, where you know he has the yep. custom guitar, where it's actually done up and shit like that. But yeah, this is the best scene of the entire fucking movie. <laughs> and just to see Dave underneath the bed, and you just see like see him smiling, 
you know, right before, like, you know, as they're getting it on. And he starts trying to fire up the chainsaw in time with the song. (laughs) Yeah, just, oh. And then that huge-ass chainsaw just comes through him, goes through him, and the fact that it was fucking practical, you know. Yeah, all practical. They they actually, they did live casts of Rami. Um Whitney, she, she gave them a blow-up or a sex doll that she had, and they just put her head on it. <laughs> but they, but they did all, pra- <laughs> but they did all practical. Like uh, on Remy, they actually had like pneumatics in there for his pumping action while he was fucking <laughs> to get the body to move right and shit like that. And then they just had uh, these pumps of body chunks and blood and shit like that. They went through two. 55 gallon drums of blood oh, <laughs> and they God. shot it <laughs> That's amazing. and they and, <laughs> and when they uh and they shot it twice but they had to wait for the ceiling to dry <laughs> because there was just so much <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah you know the fact that they you know went through 110 gallons of blood for this fucking scene was fucking awesome <laughs> medication baby so Oh, yeah. <laughs> so eventually Pat and Nate find the book underneath the drain that's beneath the dead raccoon, which reanimates once Nate finds the book and the pair are chased off by demonic spirits. Meanwhile, back in the house, Taylor is pressured by Dave to finish his drum part of the song. And we see <laughs> Taylor just fucking dunk, it's a dunk, it's a dunk, it's a dunk, like, you know, trying desperately to play whatever. Dave wants, and we see Dave walking around with a recorder, he's listening to it, and eventually he reaches the crescendo where he's like, yeah, you fucking did it. And Taylor's like, I did it, I'm done. And Dave's like, yeah, you did your part. And then he throws a cymbal at Taylor, which hits him in the face, killing him as we see the lower half of his body falling to the floor. And again, bittersweet, because we know that Taylor is no longer with us, but it's still a cool fucking death scene in a fucking movie. How's that? How's that for always... symbolism? Oh! oh! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, but I'm yeah, always a sucker so, for those yeah. kind of scenes too. When you have the the chop to the head and shit like that, and the the head stays above the weapon, and then you just see the body fall. I, I'm just always yeah. a sucker for those kind of scenes. It was just a lot of fun, but again, like I said, it just kind of adds like that little bit because you know that he's no longer with us. So, like, oh, you know, before the movie, like when the movie came out, he wasn't gone yet. So it's kind of fun, but just watching it, I'm like, oh, like Taylor is so fucking cool. Um, <clears throat> and it's so cool to see that his son takes over on drums uh, live now, you know, during the concerts. Like Dave has put his son into the drums and he's yeah. a talent. Like, yeah, so. Um, so Nate reads from the book, which advises to look for signs of possession. We then see Dave violently puking on a window, exorcist style, before going back to play guitar. <laughs> no more oatmeal beer bottles for Davey. My favorite line in the fucking movie. Man, I fucking hate, I hate puke scenes, but I love projectile puke scenes like this. You know, like, when they're done humorously, and it's just, yeah. like, that straight-up stream of fucking vomit, like, shooting out of somebody's <laughs> fucking mouth, and the fact that I don't have to smell it, it fucking cracks me up every time. <laughs> but the fact that he yeah, just goes that, back that to smiling, he's like, no more oatmeal bongs for Davey. 
<laughs> I love his smile. Like it, it sold me on that. Um, so that's one of the ways. And they also find out that like levitation is a part of it. And we see Pete. Uh, we see them talking, and they're like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" This? It's like, "It's an L." And he just fucking floats away. So I was like, "Oh God." And this, like they're just having fun, and I love every fucking second of it. Um, so they also discover that incessant masturbation is a part of it. And they're like, "Wait, like you probably did that a lot beforehand, right?" We see Pat Smear walking up the back door. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sounds like slapping fucking. It sounds like somebody's beating a water balloon. You okay, Dave? <laughs> What's that? Beating a water um, balloon? <laughs> Um, and once Nate and Pat are outside, once again, they see Dave putting body parts into a wood chipper, which presumably is Taylor. And that's when demonic Dave shows up in full fucking makeup, chasing after Pat and Nate as they run back into the mansion and are attacked by various demons. Nate opens the book as they find out that they need copious amounts of holy water for the exorcism. So they're like, let's go to the pool. We have it there. And that's when Nate speaks from the book and the Demon Dave demands that he stops and he's like, stop fucking reading from the book. Just give it to me. He's like, no, we're going to keep reading. And that's when the, the pool lights up. Like, but, they have that silly ass cha- but they have that silly ass chase scene of him trying to chase them around the pool and they're just matching them on the other side. And this guy <laughs> keeps going back and forth. Back. Stop dancing. <laughs> 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 I was like, like you could just tell they're having a great time, like making this fucking movie, you know, with Dave Roll dancing around the fucking school. Um, so as Demon Dave jumps into the air to attack both of them, a bolt of lightning bursts from the book, zapping him, sending him into the pool, which seemingly cures Dave of his possession. He says he can't remember anything after seeing the dead raccoon in the basement. And they're like, yeah, a lot of stuff happened after that. <laughs> Um, most of our band is dead, but we'll talk about that later. It's going to be fine. Now that Dave has been cured of his possession, he begins to puke up everything that he ate from Chris earlier out of the system. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Ten fucking feet. (laughs) (laughs) Phew. That was a lot of meat. Shit. <laughs> like, is that Chris? Like, it up. Um, well, I found some but eventually heat. that, <laughs> but eventually that puke transforms into Greg Knoll now in demon form. Dave and Greg have a fight with Dave punching the shit out of Greg, and then suddenly that's when the members of Dream Widow reappear, and this is where again Ghoul's girl Jenny Ortega shows up, and she's like, "We're taking him back to hell." Thank you. <laughs> you know? And they decide that's when they have to take him back to hell with that book. So, but see, now she's all like demonic and stuff. And it's just, I, I got, like I said, I, I like her face with her face being all like weird. It wasn't as pleasant. It was weird. She still looks like a fucking 12 year old. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm okay. It's fine. But she disappears, Greg Knoll disappears, and it seems like everything's back to normal. So that's Happy Dave, ending. Pat, awesome. You think it's going to be, right? So I like it. Everything's seemingly is turning back to normal. Dave, Pat, <laughs> we Nate, know. 
attempt to leave the property. Pat, uh, Pat and Nate decide to leave to go get the van, leaving Dan alone as he's blinded by headlights. But without keys, Pat decides, I'll just go underneath the van. Like, I'll, just, I'll grab a couple of wires and I'll spark it up. As soon as I spark it up, Nate, you have to guess. So he's like, all right, fine, it's cool. And that's when no the foreshadowing here. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's when we cut back to Dave, who's still sitting on that stone bench. And that's when we get the reveal of Barb and Jeremy showing up in cloaks. <gasps> and they reveal to Dave that they've been behind the entire thing since it's happened. The devil no way. rock and roll. What? And <laughs> Jeremy keeps telling Dave, I know you finished the album. I've been waiting 20 years for it to be completed. And that's when we see Dave and Jeremy getting into a fight as Barb appears back at the van, stabbing, stabbing Nate in the eye. And he's like, oh, shit, oh, what the fuck? And that's what causes Nate to step on the gas and runs over Pat Smear, who fucking dies of violent and pretty gruesome death, which is cool because you see, like, the last part of his mouth flying off as he's crying. Oh, yeah, no, it's one of those, yeah. like, oh. hitting the wheel, head exploding type of fucking things. Behind the, next to the chainsaw sequence, this is the other cool death scene in the movie, I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a really good head crush. So, Nate immediately backs into Barb, who's behind the van, and when he's like, oh, shit, and he goes to check on her, she stabs him to the chin with her blade and dies alongside of Nate. And that's when we see Dave still fighting with Jeremy, played by fucking Mr. Goldberg himself from the Goldbergs. God, yeah. <laughs> formally. Formally. Oh, yes, Goldberg. formally, yes. But to see Jeff Garland getting to this fucking drawn-out fight with Dave Grohl, like, this is fucking great. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because it's just Jeff Garland of all and it's people. Just a big, and it's just a big round of Rochambeau. Just as somebody yep. kicks to the nuts. Kicks to the nuts. It's just sack, it's just sack <laughs> kicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So Dave is about to kill Jeremy when Jeremy tells him that he finished it. You finished the album. You finished the song. And that's when he tells him that he's no longer Dave Grohl and it's time for his solo career, which causes Dave to be like, what? Okay. All right. Like, I'm ugly on board. All right, let's see what you got. So we eventually cut to a year later, and Dave is getting ready to perform a solo show in front of a sold-out audience. In the green room, he's told, all right, it's time to go. You ready? Yeah, I'm good. And that's when we see him pick up a guitar, looking through the camera, and we see his eyes turn black as we realize he is still possessed as we go to the end. And then that's when we kick off the Dream Widow soundtrack for the end credits. So oh, that shit. is Studio 666. Like, what a fun fucking time. Like, it's just, it's a fun movie, like we've all said. It's just a fun movie to put on, like uh, the monkey had said, put it on at a party. Like, you know. Just put it on at a party and have a good time with it. Like, it, it's not taking itself seriously at all, which I think is to credit the movie. Because I felt like if it was taking itself too seriously, you'd be like, all right, this is <laughs> – they're, they're trying to act way too hard in this fucking movie. Like, they need to just be themselves. And they were the entire time, which is why I just – I find so much fun in this movie. Uh, yeah, dude, it was tons of fun, party, man. But... Thanks for the pick. Yeah. All right. So that being said, Monkey, next week is your pick. What are we talking about? 
Yeah. Next week I'm picking another creature feature, which means it's a feature well, with with creatures in it. Okay. Finally. All right. We're here. And and this one has oh so many creatures that 99.% of the cast is creatures. But I'm not going to lie to you. Just like a condom, a little bit of human did slide its way into the film. But next week we're covering one of my favorite movies of all time. And we're going to cover Ooh. The Dark Crystal. <sighs> okay. Covering uh, the Dark Crystal. Why? I don't know. Why the monkey continues to fucking I don't know whose side me. was better, the Deans or the Kings? <laughs> that's what I, I, that's what we yeah oh that's what God. we're doing next week. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to watching without prejudice. I I feel like I've gotten stabbed multiple times in the back. So. All I know is is next week. Get ready to hear this a lot. Hmm. <laughs> oh my, what is that? <laughs> Get ready to hear a lot of I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay. Yeah, okay. you just, yeah, be, you just be respectful. Gonna be, your next be respectful to it. It's a never ending story, bro. D- 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 just don't be a whiny little thing when you're covering it, okay? Because no, not at all. We're gonna... I'm looking forward to it. Oh, are you too? No, I was like, no, no <laughs> I, yeah, no, nope. Not making that promise, sir, at all. Holy shit. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of what the fuck is going on? It's like legends all over it, again. I'm like, oh my God. I, I would, I'm not sure. I don't believe. See, again, my, my problem is I, I, I need a spare vehicle. If I had a vehicle, I would actually take the trip out to Pennsylvania to watch this movie with the king just so that I could have a first-hand fucking view of what this experience would be like. Can we, like, live stream this? Shit. Like, can, we, can, I, can I watch this with you, king? Like, can you put this on video while you watch this movie, please? There is none of the alcohol in the fucking world that's going to make this movie make sense to me. Like, there is not. Like, there are beer stores that don't have enough beer in the fucking store to make this movie make sense. Oh, my God. Oh, my narration's going to be just, oh, yeah, stay tuned. All right, so, 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 so real quick, just, just, you know, speaking of things that don't make sense and stuff like that, you would ask me a question earlier regarding Knock on the knock at the Cabin or whatever the fucking name of that movie was. Um, you had asked me what I was first going to see in theaters, and what I'm going to sadly report to you is this, is I would wait till it is available on streaming services. I will not give you spoilers, but I will will say that I would not, if not for having the A list, I would not spend the money. Mm, all right, great review. So I might have to wait until it's on digital. So I'll, I'll watch it at home. Much like I'm going to watch the Dark Crystal at home, and pray for my fucking family. You know, yeah, so. you know, Ghoul, you can get in the car Friday and meet us at the Winchester. We the can all watch we it only together. Have one, we only have the one vehicle, and the kids have things. Uh, one has work, the other has uh, guitar lessons. Oh, okay. So I, I, have, I can't take the vehicle <laughs> and, and leave them without any transportation. Please gotcha. don't watch it. It's one of sad lives. 
<laughs> Just remember me as like a bunny scaring man. We used to do horror on this show. <laughs> I tried to bring Don't you to your six but uh, it was monkeys fun. Monkeys European <laughs> Jason. Oh yeah, I know. Let's let's see how many Jim Henson products he could bring us. Fucking twenty twenty three. I'm like. Oh, oh shit! Right. We're good. You to want me it. to do you what? You want you want to do labyrinth too? Because I know you've no, never seen that please. one. Either. I can only handle <laughs> so much. <laughs> I can only handle so much. So, over the bay. Okay. Anyway, Dean, What's thank you so much for joining us for Studio Six Six Six, and we'll yes, see you back here for a fucking Dark Crystal thing. Great <laughs> math. Monkey, thank you so much for fucking shooting me in the face again. And I can't wait to talk about that until next week. Thanks for listening, Frank fans, and let me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. All right. Ghoul, you're going to love it. I know you will. But we'll see what I think about it next week. Thank you so much for joining us for Studio 666, and go ahead and sign yourself off. Uh, you know how it goes, everybody. And we know how it's going to be next week. So guess what? <laughs> stay salty and stay scared. <laughs> uh, you know, and as I always say, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, NDG. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Please pray for me next week. I I need all the prayers and thoughts I can get because we're going to be covering the Dark Crystal next week, and this might be the one so that the sends me into a mental institution. So, if you guys, prayers. if you guys care about me, you'll be like, you know what, we're with you, King. We're with you. You can do it. I need all you behind me. I need you all to be like the audience You're in the Karate Kid Part 2, right. rubbing those fucking no, drums back and forth. Yeah. You need to be like the Karate Kid 2 audience. You're going to be fucking rubbing together. Because I guarantee you, by the end of that fucking movie, I'm going to be laying on the ground going, please, somebody help me. There's none of mac and cheese and beer in the world. But we're going to get through it. So we will be back here next week talking about Dark Crystal. Anyway, we will. Hell, Satan. Hell yourselves. Hell, odorous. Watch fucking horror movies and keep America strong. And we'll see you back here next week for. The clearly horror genre theme, <laughs> the black, the dark crystal. I was the black crystal. That might be better, but no, we're talking about the dark crystal. See you next week, folks. <laughs> Just pray for me. Pray for your boy. Pray for the king. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> I believe in. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.